Happy New Year, everyone. This is Speaks Loud Than Words, Episode 5, and I'm your host, Dave Reed. The many members of True Tiger came in today to talk about their songwriting processes. They've worked with so many acts it's hard to keep track of. Ed Sheeran, Dizzy Rascal, Professor Green, and even Snoop Dogg. Remember, you can find us on Facebook at Warner Chapel, on Twitter at Warner underscore Chapel, and now even our SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash Warner dash Chapel dash UK. And remember, Chapel is spelled C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Gladiator, you will go on my second whistle. <laughs> we should sample that. How you doing, fellas? Good, thank you. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi, this is Stanza. Hi, this is Alex. This is right. This is Blue. Awesome. We just wanted to sort of talk to you about your your songwriting, particularly and how how you collaborate with other artists and other producers. Maybe it's different for all of you. You might want to go into that. Um, so we wanted to just go into your history a little bit before we talk about the processes of songwriting. So maybe as a group, tell us what your influences are, but also individually as well, what are your influences? Pretty much pop, rock, hip-hop, and like soundtrack scores and stuff. Yeah, a bit of everything, really. Mm. I started off listening to jungle music originally when I was about seven, then... From there, I got into like always, I was always listening to Asian music because my family's Asian as well. And then when I was about 14, 15, I started making drum and bass. From there, grime came about. Started listening to grime music and garage, garage stuff. Started turning into dubstep. Then yeah, here we are mm. into dubstep mode now. Yeah, I mean, I started off when I was in school, and I'm quite a bit older than these two, so I was around before grime or any of that stuff. I started making music when Two Step Garage sort of started coming onto the scene. So my influences range hugely from guitarists, um, you know, Eric Johnson, uh, Steve Vai, Joseph Triani, all the way through to like The Prodigy. You know, rave music was humongously big. It was only just coming through on the likes of Kiss when there were pirate radio stations then. So I kind of have been making music a very long time but it's only in the past couple of years that I've actually started taking it seriously and actually making uh, songs and songwriting and working out how to collaborate with others rather than just being a bedroom producer so that's the big change for me is working with other people um, Influences I guess from Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style being one of the first albums that I remember really thinking what the hell is this from the artwork to the skits and everything that's kind of when I was like you know this is an album it's quite an exciting thing to like the others really following the whole UK movement growing up sort of being into artists like Snoop Dogg, Michael Jackson people like that they're very far away and then when we had the whole UK movement starting from Garage and even before that with some of the jungle and drum and bass and stuff it was really cool just to be able to, you know, see a lot more of it and understand it a lot more lyrically and where it was coming from. So I think that's one of my biggest influences and doing something that's exciting and not like anything else in the world, doing something that no one else has done before and, and pushing something that people might think couldn't be in certain places, like people thought with dubstep or grime that it's just a phase or it's just underground and it was only going to be something for a load of guys to be in small underground clubs and just, you know, that was it, that was the future. 
and now it's kind of stuffing the charts from those genres. And so I've seen through your history that you guys have collaborated with Snoop Dogg, is that right? Yeah. yeah so how did that make you feel, getting that opportunity? It's just surreal, really. Sure. Yeah, still is. Still hasn't quite kicked in. And that's what I meant about you know the whole UK movement. It was something new and fresh. And I think if we'd been making just sort of US-sounding hip-hop beats, Snoop would have never have heard one of our beats. But the fact that the idea was something really fresh and exciting... Different, yeah. Yeah, was the reason that, you know, it got in front of his ears and he took an interest in it. And um, can you, any of you guys, remember the kind of music you grew up with before you started choosing the music? So perhaps what your parents or your siblings were listening to that maybe you're, you're not, you might be embarrassed by, but just something, <laughs> that, just something that you... My, my parents had quite expansive tastes, but they, I mean, they, everything from level 42 to Asia to Yes, Led Zeppelin, all of those kind of guys were what I grew up on. I grew up on rock and roll basically, and then from there, modern rock and roll has turned into dance music and EDM. It sounds like you guys fell into the whole rock, pop movements, am I right in thinking that? And you guys, the more garage, kind of urban, yeah. Jungle, yeah, like you said, yeah. So you've kind of collaborated these together. Yeah, I think it's just—it's like no one's particularly against a certain genre. No one's ever shy to say, "Oh, here's a tune with a, a rock sample." So it's not like, "Oh, wow, you've turned into a goth or something." You know, we're all—we're already kind of open, and everyone's open to different sounds being put into tunes. It's never really uh, a worry or whatever. You know, how we're going to judge it or whatnot. So, so how did you guys meet, and what age did you kind of meet? Oh, it was was it six or seven years ago? I think I've read. Well, myself and Neil, we went to school together, and through a sort of a general love of music, kind of drawn to each other. I was more the producer; he was more the DJ. You know, he was DJing at parties and stuff, and then I would play. I play music, and he'd be like, "Oh, I've you know, got to release this." Then Rob and Sook were kind of early fans of us, and so we got in touch. And over the years, we've all kind of drifted together and formed a really sort of supportive group where we'd help each other out and work on productions together. And if we need vocals recording, you know, someone might do the production and someone else might record the vocals. So we're kind of picking up the slack in the various areas to make sure that we form a, you know, a whole overall. Um, so do you work more individually under the name True Tag or do you work as a group and you sit down together as a group and put pieces together it's, it kind of starts off normally with one of the guys like Blue Gals or Sook having like an idea it might be a minute long it might be 16 bars or it might be you know two and a half minutes long it only needs a like a bridge or a middle eight adding or an intro or something um, and then yeah other, other people just get involved if we're all into it kind of has that feeling like this is right and it's something to pursue Whereas, you know, like Blue could send an idea to Gowers and then could be like, okay, maybe this isn't the one to work on. What about this other one you've got? So it's just, there's no like set way. I think that's generally how it works. Sometimes, obviously, now we're with Warner Chapel, we're doing a load more sessions. Um, we're obviously in studio with artists. And if they don't like any of the beats that we've got there and then or that we thought they'd like, because sometimes you think, yeah, they're going to like this one. You know, I know they're going to like this one. You play it to them and they're like, oh, actually, I'm looking for something a lot more chilled out or something, you know. So sometimes I guess you just got to do stuff on the spot. 
because everyone's come from like bedroom producing it's always kind of stems with like an initial idea for stuff to be added and finished basically you mentioned just now working with artists are you all of you guys in there with another artist or is it just maybe one or two yeah it varies we try and have all of us there our studio is not the biggest studio it's uh, like your office it's not massive but um, it's a cool space and we try and all be there even if everyone's not involved in the session others will have headphones on and working on new ideas or another idea for that artist it's a buzz thing you know just sort of coming in kind of getting involved when it feels right or if not then everyone just kind of gets on with stuff so in terms of collaborating with artists and working on their work say if they don't like any of the beats what do you do in terms of starting the writing process with them no one said no yet yeah, <laughs> yeah. really yeah. Oh, that's, that's really great <laughs> the problem is more that people like the first thing that they hear so we have to be a little bit selective about what we play them because they want to record on the first thing because we produce so many tunes if you start to play more than a couple it gets very difficult for an artist to choose what they actually want to work on so it's almost best that the ideas are slightly sketchy so that they're a, a basic outline and then almost copy and paste to create the whole song and there might be a little loop at the start that actually becomes a 16 bar intro that was never intended to until you start doing that top line you can't you can't really develop the idea to a finished track level it has to organically work with the song so that the singer is complementing the chords rather than the chords are leading the, the way it can be a challenge once you get going on a song to actually make it fit a, a progression so where do these ideas come from for beats and say, say you're on your own perhaps and you've got an idea going what would you do you, I'm guessing you crack out the like the laptop and then start putting something down, that just something that feels good, something feels right? I think we all work in slightly different ways. For me, I play guitar, so I can kind of strum and put chords together and get a rough idea of maybe what direction I want to take a track in. Uh, the other guys tend to put everything in by mouse on the computer, so they don't play any keyboards or anything. Not even like MIDI keyboards or anything? No. Wow. No. We play the mouse. That's amazing. Um, so for, for these guys to get the inspiration, um, it happens for myself as well, we like to try and do as many new interesting things that we can. We go to museums and all kind of stuff and come back and that usually gives us um, a starting point or a sort mm. of a feeling. What kind of museums are you going to? <laughs> Uh, no, that's, that's that's Ripley's. Rip, Ripley's Believe It or Not, yeah. which is a Guinness World Record stroke yeah. freak museum. I mean, we try and do all kind yeah. of stuff. Even stuff that we've done for fun is is sort of inspirational, like um, glow-in-the-dark 3D golf and <laughs> all kind of stuff. I think going to see acts as well, like on that note, when you see another show, sometimes it just yeah really kind of gets you in the mood. Or even just an actual studio session. Um, we did a session the other day with uh, Jake Goslin, and um, you know they've got a really cool studio, and it's a really nice vibe. After a day like that, and you go down and you just bounce ideas off someone else, and even just talking about what they're doing, what they're working on, who they're even pitching tunes for, it all adds to you know your motivation and you you know your ideas. You then go away and think, oh, they're they're doing this. You know, why don't we try something different or obviously it works differently for everyone so yeah I, I don't think there's one set way but yeah I, think, I guess the weird ones 
sometimes work better. Is there certain acts that you listen to that create something, can put something down? Um, I mainly watch films when I'm mm. working on stuff. Oh, really? Film soundtracks. Just, yeah, and yeah. Like, it's a good bit of inspiration, like even visually or sounds and stuff. Because mm. they often, the music has a strict purpose. The, the purpose of like soundtracks is to build tension or to show an emotion. And so often that's quite easy to sort of grab that feeling that you're getting from the soundtrack and the film and then try and put that into a song. When you're writing for True Tiger, does it differ? Do you, because you kind of have complete say almost, or do you get people in to come up with top lines? Is it a bit of both? The underground stuff is a lot easier, you're more free, so you can just do whatever you want. But you're gonna finish the track yourself. You don't need no singer or anything on it. So it's gonna be uh-huh. instrumental. Yeah. It's like more underground dubstep kind of stuff. Do you prefer doing that kind of stuff? I guess it might change, might be different for all of you. But do you prefer doing underground stuff to? Yeah. Well, I do more of the underground stuff really. Yeah, I do make quite a lot of dark, deep tunes as well. It's a different kind of vibe. Yeah. Sit in a dark room. It's really cool. Do you do anything else with your writing that maybe is different to other people? What What makes you different to other acts? that are in the same kind of sphere as you? I mean, for me, the whole thing of being in a genre, I find it quite difficult. I don't know about other artists or whether that's different from what most people do, but I find if I if I produce one type of tune, I generally don't want the next tune to be anywhere near anything like the tune that I've just made. So I find it very difficult to make the same kind of tune all day long. I tend to make a very dark tune that would never sell and then I might make something that's very girly and that kind of freedom to go from one end of the spectrum to the other that's like stretching your legs and sort of avoiding getting trapped in the box of always doing the same thing um, I find it very difficult to do the same thing all the time So, mm. What's it like working with the pop artists that are in shot so recently Worked with Ed Sheeran, is that right? We've been in. We worked with Ed for a little while now. We've been working with him for a few years. So, oh, cool. We've done a few sessions when we started. Uh, it was mad. I just kind of seen him online, and was like, you know, I need to w- get this guy in, and we need to work with him. And uh, no one knew who he was at that point. Really, he wasn't. He wasn't signed. He wasn't, you know, doing anything big. Uh, luckily, this management company. Um, my friend Barry, shout out Barry, he hooked me up, he's like, yeah, I've got his details. It's like, amazing, someone actually, you know, knows this guy directly. So I hit him up, and luckily he was already a fan of True Tiger. He'd heard, like, our early dubstep stuff and our grime releases that we released independently. Uh, he come down with his rucksack, didn't have anywhere to stay, turned up at the studio and was like, do you mind if I stay here tonight? And I was just like, yeah, cool, you know, like, all good. Soon as I started working with him, like you know, recording, we've we recorded with Dizzy, recorded with Tiny Temper, recorded with so many great artists. We've been lucky, you know, Pro Green, so many people. But as soon as I got him in the studio, I knew there's something really, really special about him. To a point of, I was thinking, wow, this guy's immediately like one of my favourite people to work with, and I've just met him. With Ed, all you need is a semi-decent beat, and then he does the rest. He whips his guitar out breaks down the tune, has a listen to the tune, stops it, works it out on his guitar, you just sit there. With people like Ed, it's, it's a dream. Um, other artists, sometimes, you know, you've really got to kind of give them pointers. Gowers, uh, like, does a lot of the engineering for us. 
So he's also got sessions where he's then got to tell people, right, you've got to change this. And when you haven't met someone before, it's the first time you're in a room with them and it's just a few of you there. Yeah, Sometimes after about the tenth take, you kind of go, <laughs> you, you kind of are pissing everyone off. But you know that you've got to get that take out, otherwise there's no point doing it. Yeah, so it, it varies. You know, working with artists is it's one of those things where um, sometimes it's hassle and other times it's easy. And the more you get used to it, you know, the more you kind of just become a bit blasé when it's hassle. You just kind of have to get on with it. I imagine your work with Ed Sheeran is very different to your work with Professor Green and Dizzy Rascal and things like that. Do the guys that you work with do it very differently? Yeah, I think because Ed is more about the lyrics and beyond anything, whereas when you're in with Dizzy or Pro Green, they're coming in to hear a specific beat. They want to hear something. You don't know what it is, but they're, they're hearing it in their head and your aim is as a producer and playing them beats and recording them and trying to get something down while they're there. Because when, you, when you've got a big artist in studio, that's it. They're probably not going to come back in for another month, two months, half a year. You don't know. I think with rappers, what I find is that normally they're looking for that beat to inspire them rather than the melody or the feeling. They just want something that's a hit in, in a certain way. And once you've got that, then it's kind of down to whether the artist is up for discussing ideas. Some rappers don't really want to hear what you've got to say. They're just telling their story, which is obviously cool. But sometimes they want to know concept ideas. We're still kind of getting used to giving our input with lyrics. A bit of a balancing act of yeah. egos. <laughs> Trying to make sure everyone's happy, but at the same time you've got to push for that little bit extra. As in terms of songwriters, are you... Are you moved more by by the beats and the rhythm of a song than perhaps like the top line and the melody? What kind of things catch you? For me, I love a little bit of everything. I love the sort of cadence of vocals when they really mesh well with a song. I love the way that a melody can enhance a song and not just follow it. I love when harmonies punch in and out and just really layer up a vocal so well just in small spots and those magic moments that you just can't get particularly well. An instrumental is great but an instrumental is not what the average man in the street wants to hear. They want to hear a song that has lyrical content, melodic content and has a has a beat that they can dance to. I mean to put all of those things into a song and then it still be magical is is the sort of the cherry on the top. How you do that is really difficult but that's what I'm always looking for is the combination of everything all together yeah for me it's definitely the melody of the vocal over the top of chords you know you can play a guitar with a single vocal and it be as powerful as the hottest dance track you know yeah. do you guys have any um, tips for anybody people who are starting out what have you learnt on your journey in your six years together or I mean you've been making music by the sounds of it most of your life so what kind of tips do you have to pass um, on to other people you don't really need a big studio setup you know me and Alex made like most of our cuts on our laptops you know sometimes on headphones sometimes on monitors you know it doesn't matter what you use like you know what I mean mm, yeah for me it's just don't stop I mean <laughs> however much effort and time you think you need to put into stuff you need to put about 20 times the amount of effort 
you know, it's more than a full-time job. Yeah. And it's a case of meeting people as well at shows and going to shows and being inspired, as well as sitting in the studios and just yeah. writing songs. Cool. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Some interesting stuff there, especially about the museums. I've got the day off tomorrow. Perhaps I'll go visit a few. Remember, you can find us on Facebook at Warner Chapel, on our Twitter at Warner underscore Chapel, and now even our SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash Warner dash Chapel dash UK. Chapel spelled C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L.